The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The December 21st edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of December 21st, 2022. Islanders say farewell to prosecuting attorney Gaylord. Lance Evans retiring from the chamber after 16 years. Lobos split in basketball opener. Plus, choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. First, from the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Islanders say farewell to prosecuting attorney Gaylord by Heather Spaulding. Attorneys, judges, county employees, and islanders from all walks of life gathered at the San Juan Brewery on December 15th to congratulate San Juan County Prosecutor Randy Gaylord on his retirement after 28 years. There are two things I really appreciated about him. He cares about justice over winning, and he hires smart, opinionated people who disagree with him, and that is a sign of good leadership, said Deputy Prosecuting Attorney John Kane. Many attendees mentioned how accessible Gaylord was, always willing to meet and talk with members of the community. His door was always open, local attorney Lawrence DeLay said. He even let me into his office, which I really appreciated. Retired San Juan County Deputy John Zerby recalled how well Gaylord worked with the sheriff's office, was approachable when deputies had questions, and gave great advice with cases. Linnea Anderson, juvenile court administrator, said she believed Gaylord, an Orcas resident, truly served the community in terms of safety. Added Orcas attorney Katie Blaine, he brought a level of humanity to the prosecutor's office. He did a great job, and he will be missed. Superior Court Administrator Jane Severin told the journal she hopes Gaylord will keep running, biking, and staying active. I have been honored to work with Randy for the last six and a half years. I've learned a great deal from him about becoming a better prosecutor, a better human. Deputy Prosecuting Attorney Teresa Barnett said. Superior Court Clerk Lisa Hendrickson noted that Gaylord will be a tough act to follow. Prosecuting Attorney-Elect Amy Vera presented a gift from the Prosecuting Attorney's Office staff. Gaylord smiled as he opened it, a book of photos and articles going back to the 1990s when he first ran for office. As he flipped through the pages, Gaylord regaled the crowd with a brief story about a picture of him on Waldron. I got to go to all the islands, ferry served or not. Waldron is one of my favorite places, he said. There was also a picture of him with an injured knee, to which Gaylord laughed, Just because I'm hurt doesn't mean I won't show up. He thanked his staff, past and present, including retired deputy prosecuting attorneys Karen Vetter and Charlie Silverman. It has been a real pleasure, and we are in good hands. Amy Vera, John Kane, Teresa Barnett, you have solid people.
Gaylord said. Gaylord wore a tie decorated with skiers to the event. Every tie I wear tells a story, he explained. This tie tells the story about the next chapter in my life, visiting my kids, skiing, spending time with my wife Marnie, and enjoying the island. For the last eight years, he has been doing commentary in English on big running and biking races around the world. Remotely, he has done commentary for races in Switzerland and Nietzsche. In August, he plans on going to Europe, where he will be attending a festival of races called Ultra Trail Mont Blanc. The event begins and ends in Chamonix, France, according to Gaylord, and traverses through parts of Italy and Switzerland. It is the pinnacle race of the UTMB World Series. I plan to run one race, the MCC, and be a commentator on the English channel of UTMB-TV for the live coverage of three other races, Gaylord said. I love this job, and I've embraced it fully. I have made this office the best it can be. I'm not sure where life will go, but I'm sure I will embrace it with the same enthusiasm as I did with the prosecutor's office, he said. From the Islands Sounder, Lance Evans, Retiring from the Chamber After Sixteen Years, by Colleen Smith-Summers. Lance Evans's time at the Orcas Island Chamber of Commerce has made a lasting impact on the business community. He will also be remembered for his willingness to wear a costume. At trick-or-treating on Halloween, Evans could be seen dressed in a giraffe or penguin onesie while handing out candy. At the holiday tree lighting, he most often appeared as an elf, clad in red and green from head to toe. Those are some of my favorite memories, encouraging the community to take part in chamber-sponsored events, he said. Evans, who has been executive director of the organization for 16 years, is retiring at the end of this month. What he will miss most is the connection to people and business members. It's those interactions combined with the board and staff who I see on a regular basis, he said. Evans grew up in Southern California and earned a degree in communications from UCLA. He began working for CBS in 1977 as a fact researcher for films. He was later employed by TNT as a television and movie developer. While at CBS, Janet Brownell, who was in the personnel department, applied for an open position in Evans's division. After he interviewed her, Brownell told a co-worker, I may not get the job, but I think I met the guy I'm going to marry. She was, indeed, hired for the position, and three days later went on her first date with Evans. They were married in 1986. The couple was living in Cambria, California, in 1994, when Brownell saw an ad for Eagle Lake in a film industry trade magazine. We were just looking for a fun spot to visit, Evans said, but by the tail end of our trip, we had put an offer on a property. Janet's career was established enough that we could make the move and I was between careers. Once they were settled on Orcas, the two jumped into volunteer opportunities. 
and Evans began working as an independent researcher for the entertainment industry. This was before the remote business model, he laughed, so I was faxing and FedExing documents to L.A. At the time of their move to Orcas, Evans had been employed at the San Luis Obispo Chamber of Commerce. In 2006, Brownell saw an ad in the Sounder for an executive director position at the Orcas Chamber, and Evans thought it would be a perfect fit. The goal of a Chamber of Commerce is to support small businesses through outreach, advertising, education, and more. During his tenure, Evans has overseen monthly business mixers, the weekly Blast newsletter, the annual Chamber Fit, July 4th Parade, Tree Lighting and Santa Visit, Halloween festivities, and Shakespeare and Birdwatching Festival, and set the Chamber up as an umbrella organization for events like Hops on the Rock. He has also served on the county's Lodging Tax Advisory Committee, the Economic Development Council, and the San Juan Islands Visitors Bureau. Looking back, the pandemic slowed down what I could do, he said. Outreach moments became virtual. We had to reimagine how to connect with members. Evans is delighted to see how the chamber develops during a new chapter with his replacement, Carrie Eskridge who moved to Orcas from Austin, Texas, in early 2022 after spending five years looking for the perfect home to buy on the island. Eskridge was introduced to the San Juan Islands after a climbing trip to Mount Baker in the mid-90s and dreamed of relocating ever since. He returned with his wife, Christina Valerie, for a baby moon and knew the minute we drove off the ferry, Orcus would someday be our home. Their daughter Lola is now 11 and attends Orcus Island Middle School. Eskridge recently stepped away from 26 years of public service with a legislative support agency providing nonpartisan policy research to leadership and members of the Texas legislature. We knew our move would coincide with Career 2.0, and hoped it would be something I could engage with the entire island community, Eskridge said. I would never have dreamed I could be involved in such a meaningful way. I can't wait to get started and meet with people to talk about what's next and how the chamber can pivot coming out of the pandemic and challenges of these past few years to best serve its members. Until early January, Eskridge will job shadow Evans, who promises he will be available for any questions throughout the year. Office assistant Leah Johnson will continue to work closely with the executive director. Evans doesn't know what's next for him, but it will most certainly involve spending time with his beagle Chet and his beloved wife. Evans and Brownell have traveled the world together, most recently returning from a bike trip through Amsterdam and the Netherlands. They've been to Africa several times, took a canal boat trip through France, and visited Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam in 2019. This January, the couple will spend time in Thailand, a trip that has been postponed for three years. I'm going to have time now to look at what I want to pursue next, Evans said. From the Islands Weekly, 
Lobos Split in Basketball Opener by Jean Helfman The Lopez Lobos men and women opened their basketball season against Shoreline Christian at home, December 6th, in front of a packed house. The Lady Lobos took an early lead, ahead 6-3 after one period. Shoreline led briefly 7-6 in the second period, but the Lobos quickly regrouped and were up 14-7 at the half. They held that lead through three periods, despite better shooting by the Shoreline Chargers, the third quarter ending Lopez 19, Shoreline 14. What few first-game jitters the Lobos may have had vanished in the fourth quarter as they poured in point after point while shutting down Shoreline's offense. The game ended Lopez 33, Shoreline 15. Scoring was led by Glory Westervelt with 13 points, Danny Arnott with 9, Melissa Valencia with 7, and Ruby Irvin McLean with 4. Danny Arnott was a strong defensive presence under the basket, bringing down multiple rebounds. Coach Carrie Warner couldn't praise her players enough afterward, saying, I am so proud of this young team. They are the hardest workers, and we are just going to blossom this year. I just know it. The men's game was a tale of two halves in a seesaw battle with the Chargers. Lopez came out strong with fast breaks led by senior Malachi Carey and good outside shooting and rebounding by sophomore Ethan Patrick. Lopez was ahead 15-10 at the end of the first quarter and still led 28-25 at the half. Shoreline found their game in the second half, improving on both offense and defense. Lopez played even with Shoreline despite the Chargers' significant height advantage, and the game was still within reach after three periods, Shoreline barely ahead 37-34. Lopez tied game at 37 apiece with under six minutes left to play, but Shoreline surged at the end, including hitting several free throws in the closing minute. The final score was Shoreline 45 Lopez, 39. Malachi Carey led scoring with 20 points, followed by Ethan Patrick with 17. Silas Gronley was the only other scorer, accounting for two points. Disappointment was evident by players and coaches afterward, given how close things were. Coach Shane Patrick was positive about the energy level and effort of the team and emphasized the need to clean up the offense, especially by getting more production from the bench. The Lobos have one more home game this year on December 13th against Tulalip, and then start the new year with home games January 6th and 10th. And now... Thankfully, few excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On December 7th, a deputy responded to a report of a vessel left at the Obstruction Pass County Dock for the last month. The responsible person was contacted and said they would move the vessel. A deputy responded to a report of a missing juvenile on San Juan, after the juvenile was located at a friend's residence, they were reunited with their parent. On December 10th, 
A deputy on Orcus responded to a barking dog complaint and issued the owner a verbal warning. On December 11th, deputies on San Juan responded to a report of an erratic driver. The driver was located and was subsequently arrested for suspected DUI. The driver admitted to using an illegal substance prior to driving, and a search warrant for blood was granted by a judge. On December 12th, on San Juan, a deputy received a report of a missing person. The caller was unable to locate her adult brother, then called back a few minutes later stating she located her brother and that he was not in need of assistance. This concludes the December 21, 2022 edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this winter with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. The Island Digest would also like to extend a very happy holiday season to all of our listeners. Stay safe. Stay merry, and come back next week for some more news from San Juan County, Washington. Thanks very much. I'm Caleb Summers.